On today's podcast, we bring on Air Modelo, Drew Ruiz, former Slam writer and co-creator of the NBA Bubble Life. Man, we talk about Slam covers. We talk about some of his interviews that he's had, you know, flights to China, uh, his college hoops days. You know, it was dope to have him on the on the podcast. Just a kid from BG, man, but we got him on the podcast today. Uh, that's my boy, Drew Ruiz. I uh, hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Take a listen. You know, share it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Now, let's get into it. Now, rocking with the best. Just Blaze. Man, what the fuck, man? Get the fuck off that punk smooth shit, man. Get with that rough shit, man. You know how we do You have just tuned in to the Shoot the Rock podcast. Who they rocking with, Joe? Who they rocking with? That's right. Remix it. Remix it. You're now rocking with the best. Yes, yes. You're now rocking with the best. Alright, what up? Welcome back to the pod. I'm your host, Robert Zaragoza, a.k.a. The Commission, a.k.a. Big Z, a.k.a. Coach Z, a.k.a. So Big Yet So Sweet, a.k.a. The Latino Bleacher Report. On the microphone today, our guest host is Drew Ruiz, a.k.a. Drew Breezy, a.k.a. The Good Rook, a.k.a. Air Modelo, a.k.a. Modelo Papi, a.k.a. The co-creator of the NBA Bubble Life, a.k.a. Just a Kid from BG. What up, Drew? Oh, what's up, man? How you doing? Chilling, dog. Chilling. Did I get you off your fucking rooftop and your poolside or what? Yeah, man. You know, during the week, I'm in the house, but on the weekends, I'm, I'm always at the rooftop, just you know, trying to enjoy the weather and just uh, you know, trying to fuck Yeah, yeah. And then they finally opened it up, so so I see, I see, uh, uh, you've been you've been chilling out there, relaxing, enjoying the sun, you know, trying to yeah, do. Yeah, man. Enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, and then um, you know, I, I think uh, this 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 quarantine kind of took everyone for a curve, um, for sure. I know. Um, what have you been doing as far as like at the start of it? How did that throw you for, throw you for a loop? Well, I mean, the funny thing was, so on the night of canceling the NBA, we were at the clutch office out of Beverly Hills, so we were filming something with Montrez Hill, and, um, I mean, you know, there was early talk of, like, the coronavirus and everything going on, but, I mean, we didn't really think anything, I mean, I mean, at least I kind of was like, I mean, I don't know, we'll see, um, so, you know, we're, we're filming all day, and, you know, we end up going back to another location, and we suddenly get the news that, you know, the NBA was getting postponed due to coronavirus, and Rudy Gobert got it, so, Once that happened, I was kind of like, 
eye. You know, it happened, it, it, you know, was what it was. But I think I just, my whole mindset just kind of changed, man, where I was just, with work and stuff, you have to be consumed. You know, you got to consume social media on the daily, right? I mean, for me especially, just being in the basketball space, um, I'm always on my phone, I'm always trying to, you know, keep tabs on, on the NBA and what's going on. So, when this had happened, I kind of just, like, took a step back. Yeah, like a step phone. back as far as like like you 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 stepped off it or or a step back like what what do I need to do like if this shit fucking I falls think, like which direction did you step bit, back at? It was a little it was a little bit of both, right? Because I'm going through this whole like furlough period, so I'm kind of like, well, I don't have no work to do, you know, which is cool. Um, you know, it is what it is. Stuff that was out of my control. So what I did was just like. I try to just stay busy in the sense of I've been reading a lot. Uh -huh. uh, you know, I kind of started this this little thing where I was reading uh, a book a week. That's good. So, you know, so I, I was reading, you know, I was like meditating because I got a promotion to uh, American Express with a Calm app. So I got like Calm for a year. So I was, you know, I was doing that. I was running. I was working. I was just, you know, trying to stay busy, man. I didn't want to... You know, I didn't want to just be home, just like stuck on the couch, like not doing anything. It was, it was worse because I was, um, I was here and it's like, you couldn't really do anything. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, you're in between these walls, you know, all day. So it's like, I'm just trying to find something to occupy. And I think that's just, it, it's what's been working as of late. And, and it's a cool little schedule Yeah, and, and the thing is, is like you got put on furlough because, you know, you were new to Slam. Um, you know, I think I think some of the guys that listen to the pod, uh, you know, follow you or whatever. And, you know, you were new. And, and you know, I think, uh, no, you know, uh, when was it? November 2018, you jumped in. So the possibility was for sure, like, you know, they might let you go, stuff like that. You know, Drew works for Slam or worked for Slam and you were let go. And then you're really in limbo. So, so what happened there? Because I know... I mean, I, I know you've been doing the whole media tour as far as like being the co-creator of the NBA bubble life, but that gap in between like you finally getting released from Slam where it was like a done deal, because I remember that post because I reposted it, you know, and it was like, damn, you know what I mean? It's like, like, what is your mindset? Because in reality, that's like a basketball writer's hoop dream. You know what I'm saying? What was your mindset on that? I mean, honestly, to tell you the truth, like, it was, it was great in a sense because, you know, oh. I got the opportunity yeah. to, to be a part of Slam. And I think, you know, that's something that I'll cherish for the rest of my life, man. Like, I'm a, I'm a Mexican kid from Del Barter. Like, my work came out in magazines all over the world. Like, I was able to do great things. I traveled to China. Like, I got paid to do basketball and sneaker things. Oh, you know, yeah. I got... I got I live a comfortable lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? I don't live an extravagant lifestyle, but the fact that I was able to, like, chase my dream yeah. by doing that and be, being a part of Slam, like, that's the, that's the opportunity that I'll forever cherish. So I'm grateful to, to everybody on staff that I've had the opportunity to work with. So it, it was tough, don't get me wrong, just because I think for me, just, like, heading, you know, into this new decade in my life, I'm just kind of like, okay, now... Now what, in a sense, right? You kind of have that, you know, you look in the mirror and it's kind of like, okay, well, I didn't come this far to come this far. Yeah. You know, so 
as soon as as soon as I posted it on Twitter, like it was it, it was crazy. You know, the response on it was great. I think I've met a great network of people. So you know, DMs were coming in, emails were coming in. Um, one of my boys from Jordan Brand had hit me like literally ten minutes after I posted that, and yeah. was like, "Yo, got an opportunity with this. You know, you're you're down." So you know, you hop on a call, and it's just like at this at this point right now, I'm just trying to lock up. Yeah. You know, lock of stuff and I think I've done a great job of it yeah. um, because you just don't know you just don't know right like 2020 in a sense it's not cancelled but I'm not, I know I'm not going to work in the Oscars until 2021 yeah right so I think it was just that right there man just really trying to see like okay like this is the next step of my life right I launched my portfolio like I really put everything all the good stuff that, I, that I've done online um, and just, you know, used all the, the networking and, and the resources to my advantage. And it's been great. You know, it's been great. And, and especially with the bubble life stuff, like, that's a whole other different story. Like, that's just, stuff on that has just been amazing. Yeah, and, and and it's crazy because it's like uh, that's cool for you for me to hear because I I would have thought like fuck you know what I mean but I think that that gratitude mindset I think you putting yourself in that place of like you know let me better myself by reading books you know and, and the whole the whole like I didn't come this far to just get this far you know what I'm saying and and some people would have just been like you know let's like fuck throw the shit in the air and be like you know it's a wrap but but you kept grinding. And, and you came, you stumbled across, you know, some of your resources. And you guys had that sick NBA bubble life Twitter that just blew up. And, and that, how crazy was that? I mean, you know, the funny thing was, is like, I got a group chat with some friends in the industry. And, um, I mean, just all hoop sneaker, you know, just typical hanging out with the fellas, you know, sports talk. So one, one day we were just chilling, I think it was like a Thursday night. And uh, Nick DePaulo, who's with ESPN, was kind of like, yo, you know it would be a good concept uh, if, you, if you launched, like, a uh, Bubble Life dedicated page. Because, yeah. you know, I, I, after Slam, I launched this little side project called, you know, uh, Nostal- uh, Nostalgic. Yeah. So, you know, and that, and that was cool. Just trying to something to keep me, like, occupied. But, yeah, so he says, hey, you know, you should do this. And in the beginning, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little like, damn, they're gonna want me to do everything right, but I think when these dudes were all on board and was like, yo, like, let's all do it. Like, we don't have nothing else to do and we're gonna do it on, um, we're gonna, we're gonna put all the stuff in the group chat regardless. Yeah. So, you know, we end up launching it and like, man, that first, that first night was just crazy, right? Like, we were just getting crazy traction. Um, and then over the weekend, it was just nonstop because guys are just at the bubble and guys are just posting anything and everything. So it's like a summer camp. And you got to think, there's really, like, nobody's posting anything on social media, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sports weren't even back. There wasn't anything. So they were kind of like this little dead space in a sense. Yeah. Um, and I think we just, like, we capitalized on that. But the response to that has been great just because... Like, man, we, we went on, like, a press tour, like, the last week and a half, where, I mean, I've done LA Times, New York Times, um, Forbes, GSPN, you know, TNT, uh, we did USA Today last week. I mean, it, I mean, it's been cool because I'm usually the interviewer, right? Like, I'm Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of, it wasn't different in a sense, but it, it was kind of funny how people really wanted to hear the story about it. 
Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it's so, funny because it did, I mean, it blew up. I mean, I, I started following, I don't know how, how far into it. And then I'm like sending shit to, to Charlie, like, dog, look at these dudes, uh, shotgunning beers that you know they don't fuck you know they don't fuck with the the stuff that we did during my wedding he's like i still got the video or whatever but it's funny because i mean lo and behold i mean it ended up being you and your boys so that that was that was funny in the sense of like like oh shit you know what i mean like we didn't even know it was it was drew or whatever you know what i mean that's that was pretty sick yeah no man it's been i mean it's been cool because like we kind of did the anonymous route yeah just because we didn't want nobody to know it was us. We kind of wanted people to be like, oh, it's probably like some little teenagers that are doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when, you know, when the news came out, everybody everybody was, was not only shocked, but I think the response on it was great. You know what I'm saying? Like, Who, who outed you teenagers. guys? Who who outed you guys? Um, or did you guys just you know, finally say, oh, you know what, let's just put you know, it out? So the plan was we were going to go live on a, on a Tuesday at like 10 a.m. So uh-huh. we had like crazy media requests right yeah. so everybody's trying to get the scoop oh because they're already they're already hitting you up in the dm like who are you guys yeah. but, okay yeah exactly so we were like we were just letting it ride right like we didn't even write back like we had it we were paying it no mind yeah yeah yeah, so yeah we finally you know so we're finally doing like the press run and you know we tell the guys from new york times like okay yeah we'll do it but we're not, we don't want to go live until, you know, X day and X time. Nice. I mean, but, you know, when it, when it, I guess when you're part of media and you have something like that, I mean, I, I understand being the first to break the news. I mean, it's the, it's the landscape that yeah, yeah, yeah. is, which is, you know, which is cool. So at that point, we really have to just come out. Yeah, yeah, and you guys, you guys put a little yeah. extra on it, like, put the time frame on it, and, you know, yeah, that's the way you yeah. should do it. Yeah, yeah, so... I mean, other than that, it, it's just, it's been fun, man, because honestly, it's just like, it's a tough time of living in right now. You know what I'm saying? It's just like the pandemic, all the racial injustices going on, you know, just everything going on in the world right now. So we just kind of wanted to share some kind of positivity. Because, like, you know, the social feed, depending on who you're following, like, it can just, it, it can be a lot. It can be a lot for a person to handle. For so, sure. Man, I mean, especially, especially for me. You know, especially when all the um, all the George Floyd stuff came out, it, it was like I, I I could only see that video one time because it was just too much. Yeah, I feel it you. It was on too that. much, and I was I was taking I was taking social media and micro notes, man, because it was just, it was way too heavy. It was way too heavy. So you know, to to do this and share positivity, you know, positive at that, we were just like, all right, man, let's do it. So it. It, it's been great, but it's more so like we're, we're doing a lot of good things with it, and, and I couldn't be happy, you know, I couldn't be more happy to do it with, you know, three of my other good friends. For sure, and it, and I couldn't even be happier just to know that it's you, you know what I'm saying, and just kind of like, you know, uh, as far as like... Uh, me, uh, you know, we kind of hit the re- rewind button. Um, you grew up in, in Bell Gardens, you know, and we'll kind of like to take a step back from 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 the from the NBA bubble life because before that, you know, you like you said, you know, you were just a little Mexican kid from 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 Bell Gardens, um, you know, and I had the the opportunity to coach you and a good group of of kids. Uh, tell me about your 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 like hoop days because I mean, you know, you're writing for hoops, but but you were a hooper back in the day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, man, a long, long time ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, played at Bell Gardens from from uh, 04 to 08. 
Um, went through that coaching change senior year. Basically played with, you know, you were there, Muggsy was there. A lot of good guys, you know, were there and kind of like, feel like I needed that. Yeah. Of like that, that mentorship, you know, playing in the SEL, playing in the LBA, like, you know, you took me under your wing in, in the sense of like a big homie, right? Yeah. And I think for me, it's always, I've always said like, it takes a village. You know, because I've learned so many valuable things from OG, yourself included, but it's kind of like, now that I'm going to be 30, I'm kind of entering that young OG stage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, you know, play at Bell Garden, uh, play at Eli for a bit, um, and then, you know, you kind of get the reality when you realize, like, all right, dog, like, your hoop your life isn't really going anywhere. Like, yeah. It's kind of, you know, focus on the next thing. So, for me, it was tough, that transition, because I knew nothing else but basketball. Yeah. Um, so, you know, kind of going through, like, those trials and tribulations of just, like, working dead-end nine-to-five jobs and, like, legit just not being happy. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm, shit, I'm 20, 21, and I'm kind of just like, yo, like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. So, you, I've always you... been like... Yeah, and, and I feel you on that. I mean, I I felt the same way. And 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 as far as like your beat your Bell Gardens days, you know, you 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 know, you were a varsity point guard starter or whatever. And then you went from from that into into Elac. And how was the the East LA experience? You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, did you ever think like, okay, I, I can like before heading finishing your senior year or like you know during your high school career, did you feel like oh, I could play college ball? Because I know, um, you know, uh, I mean, I didn't know I could play college ball until after, like, my senior year. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like it's it's not one of those things that, that kids from Bell Gardens are like, Fuck, I could play hoop at the next level. You know what I'm saying? Because in reality, like, not a lot of your teammates played at the next level. So, and, and I think no, I, I think no. I think Coach Rizzi told me one time, too, like, I walked on campus as a freshman from ELAC. And I was on campus, and then, you know what I mean, I, I walked on, and he's like, hey, Z, how you doing? And I was like, all right, what's up, Cole? What are you doing now? And I kind of put my head down, and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm playing ball at ELAC, and he's like, bro, put your head up. Like, you're lucky you, you got to play at that next level. And I really, like, I really turned it, and, and I really flipped it, because at the time, you know what I mean, you kind of want to say, like, oh, I wish I was playing at D1 or D2 or whatever, but and you end up at JUCO, but not a lot of your teammates played at the next level. So how was your mindset like going into your senior year and making that transition to play JUCO, even though, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, you kind of skimmed through it when you said it too, but I want to acknowledge the fact that, like, you were on a squad, you know what I'm saying, whether you got a lot of playing time or not or whatever. Like, how was that experience to just... You know, I, I know you had some great teammates that you're still friends with now. You know what I'm saying? So, so how was that experience? I mean, the experience was great. Um, just because, like you said, I was fortunate enough to play basketball at the next level B for Bell Garden. Um, so that was great. You know, just being being a local kid and going in there. Uh, and now it's kind of like you get exposed to the business side of basketball, like the early side of business. Um, the early business side of basketball, my yeah. fault. Um, so you start to see where it's like, hey, you know what? There might be a couple of me- just Mexicans on the team. Yeah. Now you're playing with now you're playing you're playing with grown men. Yeah. Right? And the thing is, is I graduated high school early, right? So I'm seventeen years old going to the workout. I'm playing against grown men. Like I'm playing against guys that are 
ten times faster than me, ten times stronger than me. Like I'm I'm guarding a point guard who's six three, six four, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is the next level. Yeah. Like, this is this is the next level. So I think it was early on it was a learning experience. Um just because again I had to get used to the speed, I had to get used to the physicality and all that stuff. Playing in the Alma League, like I'm not playing the Trinity. You yeah, know what yeah, 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 yeah. So, playing our, playing so, against Alhambra, Marquette, on San Gabriel yeah, exactly, is... Right? Like, yeah. I, we're not playing against San Gabriel no more. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. the thing is that, you know, when you get, when you get to, to somewhere like GDAC, I'm playing on a team where everybody in some capacity, if they weren't the man on their team, they might have been second option. Yeah. And they're still good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I, so I think that was great um, because, you know, we did all that and, and you're just working, right? So it's like basketball uh, it's class 8 to 12 and then it's you know if you remember the old Eli workout it was like 12 to like 4.30 yeah right? it was it was crazy right and we're doing that on a Monday through Friday basis I mean it was great just because I got to really be out there and like you know guard God right and, and I'm picking up guys full court and like you know we're playing showcases at SC we're playing against you know some, some Top guys and top teams. So I mean, the experience was great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and and, and I know now that that you're on the media side. You know what I'm saying? How is it when you when you play against? How how's the the media? Um, your counterparts when you guys play in these media events? How how's the level of that? You got any? A lot of hoopers in there too. I mean, yeah, the thing you gotta realize is a lot of these guys like they write for a reason. Yeah. You know, right, and, and that's the thing. So and it's a good that, run too, then. No, 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 no. Like, oh, so they write for a reason because they can't hoop. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> okay, I was, I was thinking the other way around because I mean, you, you hoop, so you're, you're putting in work a little bit then. No, I mean, yeah. The funny thing is, is, you know, a lot of these guys, like, I mean, I've met so many great people in the business, but you know, the, the, in, in terms of hoops, it's like, eh, like I know when we go to twenty four, like. I don't know, dog. You might not get picked, but you might not get the ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because that's, that's just how it is. But it's always that's funny fun. when I go to media runs because a lot of people don't know, like, I play Juco, right? So yeah. it's the same thing. Like, I'm, I'm just next to the kid, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hooping, right? Yeah. So it's kind of it's like, oh, like, So yeah, the, 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 little, the little eyebrow goes up, like, oh, shit, Drew can go. Yeah, it's like, oh, shit, you know? So, I mean, it's always funny in, in that aspect. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of those... Very selected that's, 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 that's funny. So then after ELAC, you uh, what, what did you do to eat? You you transferred out to Cal State. Yes, after ELAC, I think I left in like um, I left in like what like July, I think that was 2010 or 2011. Uh, I go into like the workforce, right? So I'm working these little dead end office jobs, and I gotta you know figuring out like damn, I'm Years. Okay. So you're you that was that ended up being your major journalism? 
so, so, I originally wanted to be a licensed clinical social worker, so uh-huh. I was like the route I was going to take. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I'm not really good with math, man. I feel like it's, it's good. math is a really tough subject for a lot of a lot of kids, and I being one of them kids was it was pretty tough. So I was struggling with this math class, and I just was I wasn't really I was kind of over it. And I figured out, like, okay, like, I can do journalism. Like, I had launched, you know, my old blog, First and 15, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a journalism major. So, you know, I talked to the counselor, and they're like, oh, well, there's a specific math class for uh, liberal arts students that's not as hard. So I was like, all right, like, let's do it. <laughs> um, so I just went that route. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the First and 15th, was that your first try at, like, doing this this uh you know I, I know the first i remember first and 15th and you were writing about sneakers you were writing about hoops you were kind of just like on that like subculture of hoops which was the other stuff besides hoops how did you get into that what was the first and 15th like like you know because i remember you you had it going on and, and it was it was i mean it was solid and then someone picked you up off that right yeah, yeah, so basically, um, you know, I was always a big fan of, like, event recaps, stuff on, you know, sneaker news, hype beef, yeah, yeah. stuff like that, but I would always, I would always look at the photos, and, and I, for some reason, I kind of felt like something was missing, right? like, there wasn't enough photos, like, there wasn't enough, like, pictures, so I was kind of like, well, I could just launch my own thing, right? Yeah. Um, so not knowing anything, like, literally, I just, I launched this, I think I used, like, a blogger or something, Bond domain. I, you know, I couldn't really think of a name because I didn't want it to strictly be a basketball thing or a sneaker thing. So I needed to kind of find like a neutral name. Yeah. I stumbled across like first and fifteenth on like some random thing, but it was it was a cool learning experience, man. Because I've always said experience is like my best teacher. Yeah. Um, there's nothing really. There's nothing a book can teach me. Um, I've always said that, like, especially in journalism, right? Because you just, you gotta go out there and you, you gotta do it. Like, you, you're not gonna get baby, you're not, you know, they're gonna throw you to the fire. I've been in sink or, swim, uh, sink or swim situations and, like, I have yet to drown, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it, it's, it, it's always been like that. So, not knowing early on, but that fight served as a portfolio. Um, and I end up, it ends up getting, so it ends up getting in the hands of a senior writer from Slam, um, and we connect. Like, this was early days of Instagram, where, like, I didn't know you could network on social media. Like, yeah. Um, so he hits me and was, like, you know, kind of talking to me, and, you know, hey, where are you at in life right now? Like, what are you doing? What, you know, just all them kind of questions. And he had just said, hey, would you ever be interested in doing stuff for us? And, I mean, at that point right there, like, I said yes, even way before he answered the question. Yeah. Um, because I was like, you know, this is, yeah, like, of course. So I think my mindset changed on it. So he goes, well, all right. He's like, get yeah, 10 of your best story, and then I'll introduce you, you know, to Slam's online editor. So I think at that point, I kind of just, like, hit another switch, right? And I think me just knowing people in basketball, like Charlie, Lorenzo, all these guys, like, I was getting stories from them. But Charlie was helping me with, you know, Charlie was really big reason why like I'm doing what I'm doing today because you know he helped me early on so I'm, I'm forever grateful to him for that yeah so it kind of just like it just it went on from there right and I mean first thing happened was 
uh, Jamal Crawford signed with Graham Black at the time, and my boy Nina hit me, right, and he tells me, he's like, yo, you got any interest in doing this? And, you know, I look over the email, and it's like a formal email, right? It's like, you got writers on there, you got PR people on there, and the whole time in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, man, I don't even have my own stories. Like, I start to doubt myself. Like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. But then, but then I hit, I just hit a switch, and I'm like, nah, like, this is my opportunity. Like, this is the opportunity I've been wanting. So, no, nah, I'm going to take advantage of it. So, like I said, man, I, I took advantage of it, and, you know, that turned into, you know, full-time position to just being where I'm at today. Yeah, yeah, I remember that brand black, you know, shit. I think everyone copped a pair for a bit. So. <laughs> yeah, so that's another, I was working with them for a bit. Um, so, you know, definitely a big shout-out to Billy Jill and Dave Race, um, you know, for, for, for helping me out early on and giving me the opportunity because I'm definitely forever grateful to them. Yeah, and then and then so you did like the you had the first and fifteenth. You're doing the, the the social for Brand Black, and then you're you know I, I think a lot of the things been mentioned mentioned as well as you know you're doing the social and stuff for for the Drew League. So you've been you've been connected and you've been around hoops, and um, you know for me it's like it's always cool to like just kind of flip through. I, I mean for a long time, you know the last year or so. I'd flip through the, the, the slam and go through the credits and be like, damn, that's Drew. That's sick. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's just me. And I know I've been I've been a, a, a big fan of slam since the first LJ cover, um, you yeah, know, from, from back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, that's how far back. And I like the first thing I would sit back and read is the noise. You know what I'm saying? And that was like, yeah. for me, it was like, who's on the cover? What does this noise say? And then like that. So... For me, I was hyped to just kind of like now. The first thing I did was like go to the credits and see that Drew Reese's name is there. How how was it for you? I, I mean, you you were in there as a contributor, but you ended up getting um, a a few covers, and then you did the 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 story. Uh, what, what what was it like for you to have that that first one? Um, or who was it? I mean, I so what had happened was so I, I you know I make personal checklist for myself yeah um so i think when i had started it was get something um online at slam you know which i did yeah then it was get something in print which i did and i think this was 2013 no 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 this was it might have been 2015 i think it was um i did something on the kda yeah um so that was cool right like that was like Yo, like, I don't even think I cashed the check. I didn't cash the check right away because I was feeling like, yo, like, this is crazy. My first print piece, like, I was hyped, right? I was I was hyped, and then my next goal was to write a cover. Um, so when I got put on full-time, I was like, okay, like, this is going to be my opportunity. Like, I know that I'm, I'm a step closer. So, you know, I this was at the time, you know, John Morant was still you know, this kid from, from this mid-major. So I had hit my editor and I was like, yo, are we doing anything with John Moran, like in some capacity? But if so, I, I would love to do it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, but I was a bit persistent in the sense of like, yo, like I want to write this story. Like this kid is, is going to be good. Like, yeah. I want to write it. So, you know, time passes and stuff and I get a call and he's just like, hey, you know, what are you doing next week or whatever? I'm like, you know, I'm chilling. He's like, okay, we're shooting Jaw in, uh, 
at IMG Academy in Florida. He's like, and you're writing the story. Right. I'm like, all right, bet. <laughs> like, let's do it. You know, so I do that and I'm hyped. Right? I get up the call. Um, and, and I'm a bit superstitious, man, where like, I don't really care anybody. Yeah. You know, like what I, what I do and stuff until I have like a physical copy. So, you know, from that moment, I was just like researching everything. So I'm researching, I fly out to a city called uh, Bradenton. It's where the WNBA uh, bubbles at. Yeah. Out on the campus of IMG. I mean, and, and, you know, we're there. So I'm seeing how everything's working. And it was cool because, you know, Ja, in a sense, was coming into his own. Right when he was like this, this under this under recruited kid who's gonna be a, a top draft pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so and everyone's was, already on the Zion yeah. train, so so he was. Yeah, yeah. So it was. So yeah, we were doing three covers. So it was Lamelo, it was it was Zion, and it was John Moran. Oh, that's so, a three cover. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the the future issue. So we do that, and um, you know, it was, it was, it was fun, man. Job was great. You know, his dad was great. Everybody there, it was it was so dope to do it. You know, I come back, I think I'm like transcribing on the plane and stuff. Um, I turned that in, so it was great to, to see that and get my first cover. Um, I was hyped again. You know, I think that's probably one of my favorite stories. Oh yeah, um, so it's worth. You know, what I'm where's that so, cover at? You got a friend? Yeah, oh, so that cover, that cover is still at the house, man. You know, it's funny because I don't, I've been saying I'm gonna hang all my stuff. Um, and I've just been putting that off like for you're still grinding you're still grinding you ain't ready to do that and yet I have <laughs> no but you know it's always good just to have because I have so many like I didn't realize how many um, things I got in print yeah um, so it's a, it's a cool little collection you know what I'm saying and over over the last couple of years so to be able to get two cover stories I mean it's great in itself like, you did that one in the Clippers you know, one the, the... yeah so I did the Clippers story back in uh, January right before All-Star Weekend so we create well at the time we created uh, Slam 57 where it was Elton Brand it was Elton Brand Lamar Odom and um, Darius Miles yeah so we, we, we yeah so we recreated that with Montrez Harold, Pat Beverly and a Lou Will and that turned out great and, and what's um, funny is that I for some reason I think you had you know that those pictures or as a profile or something like that i mean i want to say i was for some reason i always think like you you're gassed on that on that on that old school clipper uh group oh. back in the day that was like like that was like oh. your your shit right yeah <laughs> that's why that's my twitter uh header yeah 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 so yeah so you had that on you had that on your page way before you even did the cover Oh yeah, yeah. That's I've had it. that on for years, and I think that's just like I'm a big, I'm a big '90s, early 2000s group guy. Um, like I love you know the culture. I love everything about like fashion, sneakers, everything. So that cover is actually one of my favorite covers, like one of my favorite slam covers. Um, so to be given the opportunity to like do the 2.0 version and be there with the Peter Jefferson who originally shot the, the cover. Nice. It was great. It, yeah. it was dope. You know what I'm saying? It was great. Again, great opportunity. I'm kind of like, it's surreal in a sense, right? Because I remember being 11 years old and picking up that magazine and like, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And they're wearing, the, they're wearing the yeah. different jerseys. They got the do-rag on. Yeah. yeah
be able to play a part in getting these guys to recreate that cover, it was great. It's, it's, uh, it was a great opportunity. How cool were those dudes about that? Did they did they did they know the history of that? I mean, obviously a lot of hoopers read slam, but like, were they like, oh, were they hyped too, or were they just like, all right, cool, whatever? I mean, so the, so the funny thing was, I went to Staples the week before. I think the Clippers had like two back-to-back home games, so I was at Staples Saturday and Sunday, and my job was to to talk to them to see if they were with it. You know, because I mean, NBA players, they're just sometimes they just don't really want to do it. Right? Yeah. Like you, you just don't know what you're gonna get. So the idea was there, right? Like I think we need. Who, who was like the that? guy that you had to be like? I, I need to get this guy on. Was it? I, I, for me, I would I would think like you got to get Pat Bev, and he's he's fucking in. You know, see, the funny thing was like you kind of went with the the what would I call it? like the trio, right? Because these guys they had gotten traded from the Rockets yeah. to LA. It, it, you know, it's kind of I think it would have been hard to get you know. Uh, George and Kawhi because right. Kawhi really you know Kawhi's not trying to do that yeah yeah he ain't, he ain't, no, I don't, yeah, I, don't yeah. I, I couldn't make the assumption for Paul but I know Kawhi was just like he would not I, you know he wouldn't mess with the idea so we kind of were like alright let's be Lee, Pat and Trey yeah. so you know I go to Staples and stuff and um, I'm there and you know the way it works is you get access you get pre-game access uh, to the locker room, right? You can go in there and ask questions. But the thing is, a lot of top guys, they don't do pre-game media. Um, so, you know, I'm in there and I'm trying to pass my playing. So I'm like, all right, like I'm trying to plot and say like, all right, uh, okay, who can I who can I go to first, whatever. So I literally, I walk into the Clippers locker room and uh, Pat Beverly's locker is the first one to my left. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you know, let me, let me try to talk to Pat. So, you know, I'm like, all right, all right, whatever. So I try, and I go, hey, hey, Pat, how you doing? You know, Julie's playing Andrews. And, he, you know, right away, he goes, hey, man, I'm not doing pregame interviews. I'm like, no, no, I don't want a pregame interview. Uh, I told him, you know, I'm from Slam Magazine. I just wanted to touch base with you and see what your, what your thoughts are on recreating this cover uh, next week when we shoot. And he's like, oh, you know, I've been talking to the guys, uh, you know, we, and, and, and we think we're going to do it. Right, so I was kind of like, ah, like, all right, like, whatever, I try. Yeah. I go back to the court, and, and I see Trez is working out. And, I mean, Trez comes to the Zulu, but I'm kind of hoping, like, you know, maybe Trez recognizes from the Zulu, right, and doesn't, you know, kind of, like, gives you the time, but then he had his kids as well. So I try to, I catch him when he's walking back to the locker room, and uh, I go, you know, Trez, I don't want to interview. And I just show him the picture on my phone, and I said, are you guys down to recreate this? So Trez is like, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, for sure, we're down with that. So I'm like, all right, cool, like, so it's one-on-one right now. Yeah. So the next day, the next day we go back, and uh, we, we, we got to try to talk to Lou. So one of my co-workers who was there talked to Lou, and uh, Lou was cool. Lou was, Lou was with it as well. So the only thing was, like, on the shoot day, we were just kind of waiting, right? They were, they were in practice, so we didn't really know what to expect. Yeah. So we're chilling, we're waiting for practice to be done and, and media to be done. And these guys come into the room and they're already switching jerseys. Like Montrez has the do-rag on, Pat has two headbands on, like Lou has all this ice. So it was dope how yeah. they came in. And I think, and I had put that in the story. Um, 
So that was the cool part about it. But I think, you know, again, going back to it, being able to play a small part in that cover story was just great in itself. Yeah, that's... And the thing is, with the whole 90s, I, mean, I know you you were in charge of the Slam Rewind page, so a lot of the stuff. And, and for me, uh, what's what's the, um, you know, and that, that's that's sick because you're able to to bring back some of the stuff that, that you really liked as a kid. And then you you have your nostalgic uh, co-Instagram, uh, and you, you've been putting a lot of the, like, the throwback uh, MJ commercials and, you know, all this other stuff, like... Is that something that you want to continue doing, or what, what's the deal with the nostalgic? How, how's that going? Is that just like a like a little a little project that you got going on, or what? Yeah, I would say that's probably like a little side project, like I guess a first and fifteen 2.0. Yeah. Um, again, I think I was just me being a big fan of just nineties and a two thousand, you know, culture and stuff. I'm just I'm just putting stuff that I admired as a kid, right? that I have to realize, you know, yeah, I'm a 90s kid, but there's a lot of kids who were born after 1997 that don't remember watching the EBC um, on NBA TV. Yeah. Like, you know, they don't remember certain sneaker commercials. They don't remember when, you know, it was, um, they don't remember, you know, Iverson and Jada Kiss, like that Reebok commercial. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's, 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 just, it's just kind of bringing it back in the sense of, if you look at a lot of throwback stuff that's on social media, it's a lot of highlights. And I think I kind of steer away from that. Yeah. So I'll occasionally put highlights, but it's not going to be a highlight to the page. It's going to yeah, be a yeah, lot yeah. of throwback, you know, video game ads. It's going to be a lot of speaker ads. Like, stuff they're going to be like, damn, I remember this, but it's from like 1998. Yeah. Right? So I'm trying to just find anything and everything throwback to kind of just bring back that nostalgic feeling. And you're you're digging in the crates because some of that shit I'm like damn I I kind of remember that shit you know what I'm saying so that's kind of that's kind of yeah. and and how much how much are people getting in your DMs like hey yo and then they're sending you links or whatever because I know shit I, I I've I've been tempted to be like oh shit let me send one to him you know what I'm saying like but like are people in your in your in your messages like sending you stuff or you already have like a library of stuff already? I mean no nah, you know what man I went to like. A couple weeks back, excuse me, a couple weeks back, I went through like a little rabbit hole where I was, for like two hours, I was just pulling a bunch of throwback stuff. That's funny. Like I had so much stuff, but my computer, it updated, right? So I lost oh. damn near everything. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I lost, like I lost everything. So right now the only thing is I've been super inconsistent with it because I was posting three times a day, whereas right now it's probably like once or twice a day because I have to go back and like try to grab all that stuff again. That's funny. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the response has been great. I mean, I think there's a the Nike Freestyle commercial. That one, that one did numbers on Twitter. Like it was crazy. I don't know how it got into like whoever's hands but it was it was going it was going dumb yeah and and i mean a lot of the stuff is like uh you know I, 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 and it's crazy because it's like you look at it and it's like damn that's the young kobe you know what i'm saying like the young young kobe where you kind of forget and i remember like just kind of like like all right I'm, I'm about to bring drew on the pod and one of the, the pieces that i really enjoyed from you was that piece that you did on kobe and i think I think like the first couple sentences you were like, man, I don't even know how to like, like I've been in, you know, I don't even know how to write about this, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's, 
I mean, I, I felt the same way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt the same way of like, fuck, do you even want to post anything or whatever? You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, that shit was real, real. You know what I'm saying? As far as like, like, you know, like your, your childhood uh, hero or whatever. And, and for me, like, you know, I, I went through the Magic Johnson like era and that was my era. And, but how was it for you? I know you wrote your feelings down in that, but just kind of like express to us, like, how was that, that whole situation, uh, having to put that on, on piece of paper? How difficult was that? Cause that was, that was like heartfelt. That was like, like a fan from LA, but I happen to be writing for Slam. I, I, I really like that, yeah. that piece. Um, I mean, you know, that, that's just me being the only like LA based Slam writer. I felt like it was only right for me to do that in, in some capacity. Um, I think the first rough draft that I had sent in, um, it, it was, it was kind of general in a sense because I, you know, I don't really get personal. Um, and I don't get personal on social media just because I just, I just don't. Um, you know, I kind of pick and choose on what I post and if you follow me, it strictly works with yeah. other stuff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my editor was kind of like, I like it, like it's good, but, you know, you had shared a couple great anecdotes on Twitter, like, that would be great for the, you being from L.A. So, I kind of was like, all right, like, you know, let me sit back and let me see what I can add. So, you know, I, I got really personal. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing is that I think if you're from L.A. and whether you're, you remember watching Kobe play, um, there's some sort of, like, sentiment, regardless of, you know, who you are, where you're from, your socioeconomic status. Like, there's probably a Kobe story that you have that, you know, is, is a hold a soft spot in your heart. And I think for me, it was, it was um, you know, the part that I wrote about with my grandma. Um, you know, it's something that I still remember to this day. It's something that was probably one of my favorite moments um, just because, you know, it's like my grandma was a custodian at LAX, man. Like, I remember going into a footlocker that day. Like, I remember the day vividly. I remember being at the register and it being, it being, I think it was like 123 and my grandma had like $108. Like, and then, you know, just had enough money for me to go back on the bus to South Central. Yeah. So, you know, to be able to, to say something, you know, say something like that, it was tough, but I think in a sense it needed to be said because I mean it, it was Kobe right like he was my Jordan I I was what eight when Jordan hit the shot in Utah so aside from YouTube like Kobe was my Jordan yeah so going back you know so going back to what you were saying I just felt it was right I just I wanted to be careful in, in, in how to address it just because I think the topic you know it was, it was kind of it was fresh at the time you know the, the whole world I mean, especially LA was just mourning the loss, right? Like, I think being in downtown, like, you could just feel in the air. You know, I walked over to Staples, it was tough. Um, and you just seen all these people, and it's kind of just like, you knew how much you meant to the city, obviously. Yeah. But it was, it was great to see, like, like again, like, it didn't matter whether you sat courtside or whether you sat in the 300s for games. You shared a special moment, and that was watching Cubby play basketball. For sure, and I think uh, you just said like walking into the Staples. I, I've, 
I got the chills because I, I mean, yeah. a couple of days after, you know, like people started congregating outside of Staples and they started doing like the murals and stuff like that. And it was one of those things like, like I told my, I, I told my lady, like, I was like, look, I said, we have to go. Like it, we have to go, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, you get, you get purpled and golded up, you know, you head out there and seeing everybody. And I was, I was there like on day three after the whole thing went down. But by the time I got there, there was no piece on the floor that was not written on. There was like eight of those billboards that they brought up that were completely filled, like balloons and all that shit, bro. And it was just like the love, dog. And and it's like, and I think you know it didn't cut. Your article didn't come out right away, but I, you know what I mean. I I don't know if it's still pinned on your on your Twitter or not or, or on one of your pages, but that's that's definitely one of the one of my favorite. Um, pieces that you wrote and it was just because because it was on that personal note you know what i'm saying and i thought that was yeah. that was that was that was sick you know what i'm saying and it was one of those things just like that's my boy drew you know what i'm saying on, on another piece so so that's that's crazy for, for me that that's always that's always good to see like that you're striving and you're grinding and and, and when you when you kind of fell off as far as like you know you lose you lose that opportunity for me to hear that you had that gratitude you're like damn i was just lucky to you know i was grateful to have that job at slam and and not looking at it as a negative and, and then you know a couple of weeks later you know you're you're the the co-creator of nba bubble life so you know I, th I think the fact that that you know you're this is your career now you know what i'm saying like before it was like all right let me i got my first and 15 you know this and that and you know my my, my little blog but like this is this is what you want to do for a living yeah, yeah, it's some capacity. You know, I think the thing, the great thing about me is that I'm versatile. I'm versatile in the sense of I don't just write. Um, so I do like you know a lot of social stuff, you know, content strategy, you know, things like that. So I think that kind of gives me the upper advantage. And you know, I just I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right? I'm I'm connected in a sense of like I don't use it as as you know being arrogant, but you know it's funny because like. Everywhere I go, I always say it. I'm kind of like, I mean, I'm good in LA, right? Like, I can, for the most part, I can go to the jewelry, I can go to Rico Hines at UCLA. You know, I can just, I can just be in the gym and just be cool. Like, nobody really gonna sweat me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's just, that's just great. And that's just making connections, man. That's just everything, everything. And that's why I always try to tell people, like, I'm never gonna forget where I came from. I'm always gonna say, I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the Mexican kid from Bell Gardens because there might not be a lot of people that know where that's at, right? Like, if I talk to somebody and be like, yeah, I'm from Bell Gardens, they might say, oh, like, where's that at? Yeah. Right? So, it, it's, it's for the most part for me, it's trying to just let kids know, you know, the kids that weren't born on third base, like me, right? You really had to, you really had to make work. You had to work 10 times harder, in a sense. Yeah. I didn't have nobody nobody in my family that worked in the business that could put me on, right? Everything I did, in a sense, I did it on my own, like with the help of friends. Um, so that's what I, I always try to tell people, like, you know, I'm from, I'm from Bellwater just like you, right? I, I went to school there, I walked the streets there, like I went to Elac, like, I just, the only thing was I saw the bigger picture, man, and that's what helped me. Well, and then you kept on grinding. I mean, I mean, you were an over, you were an overnight success that, that, has been grinding since 2013 and we're in 2020 you know what i'm saying 
you know, it's not an overnight success. It's it's putting in that legwork, and I think that that's a testament to like the fact that that you were from BG, and you know, you're you're from BG, and and, and you know, you've been grinding and and uh, you know, not taking advantage of 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 your network. You know what I mean, and, and using it to to your advantage, and 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 continuing to grow. So. That shit was dope, dog. Like, for me, like, I know, for me, there's a lot of crazy moments. So, for what's, like, that one, like, damn, that shit's crazy moment. You know what I'm saying? Because you've done, like, some stuff with Kobe. You know, you've done showcases. You did an interview with Cartoon. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, what's that yeah. What's that one where, where maybe it was your first, like, damn, that's crazy? Or, like, like your biggest one, like, just to kind of finish this off. I think, for me, there's a couple. Um... I think the first one was probably going to China last year. Um, so I go, I, I'm in China ahead of the, the FIBA World Cup, you know, so I'm there for like two days. You know, I, I travel for two days. I'm in Beijing for two days, and it's, it's just been great. Like, the hospitality is great. The food is great. The, the people, I interviewed Scotty Pippen, uh, Jason Kidd. I interviewed some Nike China folks. Um, and that was great, right, because... I mean, the thing about Nike is like they don't take care of you, bro. So yeah. I'm I'm on Air China in business class, and like Tracy McGrady's a couple seats behind me. And you know, I think the great thing about me is like the best advice I've gotten was after like you've been there before. Yeah. Right. So if I don't if I don't get starstruck, like it's just I've been in this business too long to like get starstruck and. I don't, I don't ask for selfies and, you know, I don't, I just don't do none of that because I'm not a fan. But I think, you know, going back to being that 11-year-old kid, it's kind of like, I'm in the same flight with T-Mac. <laughs> like, I'm interviewing Scotty Pippen. I'm interviewing Jason Kidd. Like, I'm doing all this. So I think, I mean, you're, you're not a fan. You're you're not. I, I hear you're saying like you're not a fan, but you're still a fucking fan. You know what I'm saying? Like like if you if you if you were to tell your eleven like if you were to look back and be like 11, 11 year old Drew like yo you're about to be in a fucking plane with Tracy McGrady going to China you'd be like what you know what I'm saying? So yeah 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 I, I hear you. I, I mean I get it. I, yeah. Um. So yeah, that I think that China trip that China trip is great. Um. And then obviously, you know, coming out and playing, that's just great in itself. You know, again, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Um, and that was that was so, so fun. And I think the last one is probably, you know, you said it, is interviewing Cartoon uh, a couple months back at, uh, in L.A. Because I think, you know, like, there's not many of us in the space, right? Um, and, and that's the thing is when I go out, I don't see other, you know, kids that look like me. Yeah. And, that where, where I'm from, you know what I'm saying? So to be able to talk to Cartoon and know, you know, his story and what he's done and how he got paid to basically be himself and, you know, do all the Chicano culture and be an artist in, in, in that aspect was great, right? So I'm talking to Cartoon and I'm just like, yo, like, honestly, this is dope because I see you as, you know, maybe an OG that I had in the neighborhood. Yeah. Right? That was just, you know, he, he, it's cartoon, right? Cartoon, Esteban, right? I've worked with Esteban on the Jordan brand um, editorial thing. He was a photographer. And I think, again, that was the crazy thing about it, right? Is that I'm in these rooms with people and 
I mean, I've done all the work to be in there. Right? I deserve to be in there. I didn't get there by accident. Right, right, and again, right. Going back, going back, it's like, like damn, like me. I, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm in this room. Like that's why I tell kids, like you can follow your dreams, man. Follow your dreams because you can't get caught up in all the BS. Like follow your dreams and, and bet on yourself because you can control your own destiny. For sure, and I think I think you hit it on the head where, where you, you said there's there's not many of us that are that are in that in that field, but but there is some of us, you know what I'm saying? And there's there's enough Latinos in, in the media, you know what I mean? And I think I, I I think I'm sure that when you run across one, it's like you give them the like the what's up, the head nod, and y'all pushing for each other. So you know I think that's that's dope, and I think that's. That's what it is, you know what I'm saying? You're you're a kid from BG that that's finding his path in, in in the NBA realm, basketball, you know, and you're you're getting paid for it, you're writing about it and you're 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 loving every day at work, bro. You know what I'm saying? Not every not a lot of people could say that. Yeah, for sure. Alright, big Drew. Well fuck man. This shit was cool, man. I like I liked uh, I, I like just kinda listening to, to some of the backstory. I know a lot of it just because you know, I, I've known you forever, you know, but I think just kind of, uh, I just see you grinding and I, and I see, uh, you know, I, I, I fuck with you, um, you know what I'm saying? And, and because, because you're real, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I think the, the, the fellas that, that we hang out with, you know, we're always pulling for you and we're always just kind of like looking out and seeing what you're doing. And, and, you know, like you said, man, you're barely, you're, you're, you're barely hitting 30 and, and you know, you're, you're right at that, at that point. You know, so uh, congrats on on where you've been at so far, and, and you know we keep we keep having you in our in our in our in our sights and seeing you continue to grow, bro. So it's it's good to see, you, dog. So thank you for jumping onto the pod. Nah, big fella, I appreciate you, man. You know, it's all love on the side. Yes, sir. Uh, it's all love, man. We're always rocking with the best, and we're rocking with Air Modelo, Drew Breezy, man. Yeah, I love all basketball, pura raza. That's it, Drew. Good looking out, dog. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now we going to hit it with that. We out. <laughs> we out. <laughs> All right, man. All right, Drew. Good looking out, dog. Late. Yep. Yeah, we out. <laughs> yes, yes. You're now rocking with the best. Yes, yes. You're now rocking with the best. Uh, come from the wood. Yes. You're now rocking with the best. Yeah, we out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did you get the shorts? Oh, that's fun. Uh, you know what? I gotta check my uh, mailbox. You should. They should have. Um, yeah, I should. I should have got them. I just haven't. I haven't gone. Okay. The uh, modelos, yeah. dog. Come on, phone. Yeah. No, I gotta. I gotta. Uh, it's just that walk is like I'm on the other side. Uh huh. So it's like sometimes I rarely go. I probably go like once a week. Okay, all right. No, 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 it's all good. I was just, I, I, I was, most of the guys are getting them already, so, and you're closer, so. No, yeah, that's true, I got Okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. I'm going to uh, get into it, and then we're on it. All right. All right, let me start. For sure.